2: Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible. And don't forget to enjoy the foliage sponsored
3: by Pfizer and BioNTech.
0: Football. Pumpkin spice. The holidays. Fall is the perfect time to make your house feel more like home. And right now, you can get up to 45% off custom window treatments at Blinds.com. Save now and enjoy for the rest of the year. A fall home refresh doesn't need to be a hassle, and ordering online shouldn't mean sacrificing style or service. Blinds.com has a premium selection of blinds, shades, shutters, drapes, and more. We even have motorized shades to make your life that much easier. Need help making a selection? Our design experts are always here for live consultations. Need help measuring or installing? We've got that covered too. With Blinds.com, there are never any hidden fees or misleading quotes. No showrooms or retail markups. And shipping is always free. See why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45% site-wide. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now. Here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's up? What's up, everybody? Happy Thanksgiving. Can you believe we're already saying it? No, I can't (laughs) Can't believe it. And it is my favorite holiday. Oh, really? Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the year. Yeah, I think so. I like like Christmas because I like to give gifts. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, my kids are unappreciative anyway. Like, they don't care. They're just like I, I, give me more, give me more. Whatever you're giving me, I need more. And I get just it. a little context. How old are your uh, kids? <laughs> six and four.
3: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> six
2: and four. Uh, it'll, it'll be funny if they're like you know eighteen and twenty. Yeah.
3: <laughs> give me more.
2: Yeah, want well, more. What's up, guys? Hope I uh, see everyone in the chat here. Thanks for joining. Um, yeah, we we got a lot to talk about today. We're gonna go over all the th- all three Thanksgiving games tomorrow. Um, I know there's a lot of lineups that need to be kind of set, uh, you know, before going into t- tomorrow's games. We got our early game, we got a midday game, and we have a night game tomorrow. So keep that in mind. All right, uh, we got, uh, what do we have going on? So like, let's see. So we have Bills at Lions, that's the first game, then Giants at Cowboys, and then we got Patriots at Vikings. So Couple, couple decent games. I, the Patriots at Vikings won. That's an interesting one. We'll see if the Patriots defense can give us give them some issues. Giants Cowboys fighting for first place in the NFC East, uh, and they're fighting right. for Odell Beckham. Yeah, second place. Second. I'm the, sorry. Yeah, they're fighting for second in the AFC in the NFC. It's it's. I keep forgetting that both the both of them have good records, but there's another team there. Right. Um, right yeah. And then um, the Bills at Lions. Uh, you know, in Detroit. So maybe just maybe it could be uh, somewhat of a competitive game. Mm. But we'll see um i I wanted to before we get into it uh this episode is brought to you by underdog fantasy all right uh we have there's a lot of uh pickups that you could choose from obviously because there's three games tomorrow okay so it's extra exciting and you know we're all going to be watching the games it's going to be even more fun if you put some entries in on underdog and before i get into the special promotions that are that are going on tomorrow because there are a couple of ones that we got to talk about real quick. What underdog is, especially the, specifically the pick'ems and they also have tournaments, by the way, too. You could draft players for tomorrow throughout th- tomorrow's game and you'll be competing against other people that you draft against. And whoever had the high, whoever has the highest points at the end of the day, they win money. Okay. So it's pretty, it's a pretty cool way to play. Uh, now let me explain underdog pick'ems. And if you're not aware of what that is, you have an entry with three to five picks Basically, you choose higher or lower on a bunch of different stat lines. Whether it's Dak Prescott over what is it, two sixty three, two hundred forty six, two yards, higher or lower. You know, and you know they have all basically all the players in tomorrow's games. You can you can choose higher or lower on their respective stat lines. You throw them into an entry, and if you choose th- if you get three right, uh, you six times your money. If you choose four right, you ten x your money. Whatever you put in, five bucks will get you forty bucks if you get four right. And if you get five right, uh, if you choose five in your entry, you're gonna 20x your money. Okay, uh, so it's a pretty cool way to play. hundred dollars will turn into two thousand. Okay, uh, so uh, that, that's a basic. That's that's the basic, uh, you know, rules and all that kind of stuff. It's really fun to play. Um, now, if you use the code Upper Hand Fantasy, you're gonna double your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. But let me tell you about the promotions going on tomorrow as well. Uh, and by the way, you can put in those pickums today. Like you can sign up today, use code Upperhand, and you can put in those pickums today. Uh, and as you, you can put in as many entries as you want. But one entry that you want to make sure to put in is one that includes Dak Prescott. And you only ha- it only is only going to cost you a dollar. But you include Dak Prescott in the entry, higher or lower. You, you said it was what Zach? I think it's two forty six this week. Two hundred forty six passing yards. I think I lean. I'm leaning the over, despite by a mm-hmm. hair, I think.
3: I, but, I think it's the over. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you think it's over too, because you're the cow. You're, you're you're a Cowboys fan, so of course you can think it's over Yeah, If of course, it's 320 passing yards, you think it's over two. Um, but uh, you got to include him in your entry. You choose five other, you know, I'm sorry, four other stat lines that you like for a total of five. Uh, you put in one dollar, and if you get all five of them right, you're gonna win a hundred dollars. Okay, that's a special that they have going on. So it only gonna, it's only gonna cost you a dollar, and you have a chance to win a hundred. You're not competing against anybody. You're just competing, you know, with yourself and with these. As long as these players do their thing, higher or lower. You're gonna win some money. Okay. Uh Ricky in the in the chat is asking, is it better than prize picks? Yes, it is. Um <laughs> and okay, so then the, the other thing is if you never played pickups before, you're gonna see a Justin Jefferson line for over or under or higher or lower than 0.5 receiving yards. Not touchdowns, but receiving yards. So basically it's a free play. Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna be able to put if you're new to Pick'ems, you're gonna be able to put Justin Jefferson uh in your entry you, you're basically going to get a free pick uh as long as he has more than his one yard or more that's all he needs okay yeah. uh so make sure to take advantage of that if you're not signed up for underdog already make sure to download the app i'll have we'll have the link in the description of the podcast uh and on youtube and you can click that link use code upper hand and you will uh you will will they will double your deposit up to one hundred dollars Okay, uh, but let's get into the games, man. And by the way, I did post some picks over on Instagram. So if you're wondering, like, what picks I like, I can just tell you right now. <laughs> I like Saquon over 76 and a half rushing yards. We talked about this before, you know, Dallas, Dallas defense, not the best uh, rushing defense, right? They're much better against the pass. Um, yeah. But for me, what it is, is like, when it comes to Saquon, like, his lines have been around 100 yards. You know 90 plus yards, 100 yards. So, when, mm-hmm. the, when the line because of last week, his line is very depressed up 76 and a half, right? So, like, when that happens, I'm, I'm gonna take the over on that, yeah. like, especially when it comes to Saquon, somebody who could will likely get some volume. And this is a division game, this might be a close one. Um, yeah. I also like him to score as yeah. well. So, you know, a, a 0.5 scrimmage touchdowns, whether he catches one or rushes one in, he hasn't scored, you know. And I think it's been a couple of games since he scored. So, like, I yeah, feel like he's,
3: he's, he's due. Yeah, we could check that. But, you know, I, I bet definitely, you know, for Saquon to have a big day after a bad day. You know, I don't expect him to have a bad day two weeks in a row. Not like last week where, what did he have? Like 15 carries for 20 yards. It was just like really bad. But yeah, I, 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 he
2: didn't score last week, but he did score the, the the week before that. He did. Right.
3: Okay. So, yeah, he did score the week before that and the week before that. So, all right, he didn't score last week, but we're seeing that he scores more often than not this season. I- I'd take him to score at least in a, in a big. What game. I liked
2: about this one was that you know they're allowing you to do either or r- rushing or receiving. Yeah. Usually it, they just they just show the rushing touchdown, they're showing rushing and receiving. So that's what I like about that. Whether whichever way he scores, uh, you know that that will count. Uh, I feel like Darius Slayton. I also yeah. like him, forty-seven and a half receiving yards. I don't think Darius Slay. Uh, I'm sorry. I I I don't think he's going to be shadowed at all. Like like Diggs is not going to shadow him. He's going to move around, uh, you know, a little bit. So 47 and a half. He's their wide receiver one. Um, you know, Wandale's going to be out, obviously. So I I feel like he can go over that pretty pretty easily.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, the we've seen Darius Slayton do his thing, but going back to Saquon, I think he is going to score because you know who the Giants have anymore as receiving options or even you know offensive weapons outside Daniel Jones and his his likes. Uh, I think that definitely two guys. You know, Darius Slayton, he's just kind of. The number one by default, and he's all right. You know, he's been doing he's been playing pretty well. And Saquon Barkley, he's gonna be getting plenty of touches. So I'd definitely take the overs on them uh in this game.
2: Yeah, and and we're gonna get into quarterback rankings and running back rankings today, too, in addition to the games yet. By the way, this is not us previewing the games, we're just talking about our picks. Uh, yeah uh Robinson right. Uh I, I think he goes higher than three and a half receptions. You know, he is very involved in the passing game. Matt Jones loves to pass it down to him. Um you know, if you look at what Ramondre did over the past few games six targets, seven targets, seven targets, eight targets, five targets. I feel like three and a half, that's a little bit of a gimme. So yeah. I, I, I will take that every time.
3: Right.
2: Jacoby Myers, higher than four receptions. This is a great matchup out of the slot against the Vikings for Jacoby. He's their number one guy. I'm going with him over four receptions pretty easily. Um, and TJ Hawkinson, you know, he's been getting target share over the last two games. He's their second target now over Thielen. So I, I think he's going to easily hit that four reception mark. I have him as over higher than four receptions. Um, and Jamal Williams, this is the one I wanted to ask you about. Um, the Lions, they had, they, they might be down two of their interior linemen, potentially. Now, guards don't have a huge impact, but, you know, it yeah. they, they could have some sort of impact. Um, higher than 14 and a half rushing attempts against the Bills. Now, if this game gets out of hand, then maybe he sees less than that. But I have a feeling that, you know, this is they're gonna try to run the ball against this team. Um yep. the Lions defense has been playing a little bit better. I feel like he can get over fourteen and a half in this game.
3: I think you can. Anything the Lions are gonna do on the ground, it's gonna run through Jamal Williams first and foremost, especially if they get down on the goal line. They could run him into the pile three times in a row if they need to at the goal line. You know, so <laughs> that's all you need to count on, it just carries. This is one where it's not relying on production. It's just, you know, is he going, going to get the ball handed to him? So that I do like that. Um, even though it I'm thinking the way the Bills played last week, you know, it's going to be a negative game script for the Lions, you know, the most of the game. Cool. I think that Jamal Williams, you know, they're going to be, they're gonna have to balance it just a little bit. You know, they, they can't just go full on pass, especially if they go down early. They have a whole first half, regardless of what the score is, to run the ball. And Jamal Williams is going to get most of the carries. Yeah. So I like that I one. Think I so. think higher makes sense.
2: Nice. Love it. Love it. All right. Sign up. Use code upper hand. Make your first deposit today to make to double that deposit up and take advantage of all the turkey day specials that they have going on. <sighs>
1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay. Let's get into it, man. Bills at lions.
2: Um, You're obviously starting Stefan Diggs, No question about it. Uh, Josh Allen. We'll talk about him, but I have him ranked as my QB three for the week. So you're obviously starting him. Um, Devin Singletary, you know, This is a a game where the Lions' run defense has played better as of late after their bye. Um, You know, they kind of turned the page a little bit. They've been playing good football overall, and I'm not mistaken. They have a three-game win streak now. Um, So, you know, I, I do think that Devin Singletary is a solid start. James Cook was a little bit more involved last week, but, you know, I think Devin Singletary still had, like, 18 carries or so. So, like, he's a solid start. I have him as a... Back in RB2, if that by the way, guys, there's no bye weeks this week. Okay, every team is playing all 60 all 32 games. We're gonna have 16 games this week, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, you know, three of those games are gonna be on Thanksgiving, one of those games is gonna be on Monday, but we're still gonna have a fantastic Sunday. So I'm looking forward to that. But Devin Singletary I actually have him right outside my top 24. Uh, and we'll get into the top 30 running backs here in a second, but um, He's a solid start, you know, but he's not someone that I have to have in my lineup this week.
3: Yeah, I'm not, you know, too crazy about Devin Singletary, and I'm just not a big Devin Singletary fan in general. And and it's crazy
2: because this is against the Lions, right? You would think that, like, oh, yeah, it would be all over him.
3: Yeah, but with James Cook, I kind of like what I saw from James Cook. I wouldn't be surprised if he continues to get, you know, a decent workload, at least compared to what he was getting earlier in the season. I'm not saying he's going to vulture enough snaps to make Devin Singletary, you know, obsolete. But I think. Low end RB2 is where I'd have him. If he scores a touchdown, he might have mid RB2 upside, but he's not in the RB1 range as far as upside, just because James Cook is there and just the way this offense operates with Josh Allen, you know, doing his thing and Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis in the passing game. This could get out of hand quickly. They might not have to use the running backs a whole lot. Um, but, you know, if Devin Singletary scores a touchdown, I, I think that he's going to be, you know, right in that RB2 conversation. Low end RB2 for me, even if he does score a touchdown.
2: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and, and you kind of need a touchdown from him if he's going to score because if James Cook is going to be a little bit involved, then his his ceiling and floor lowers a little bit. Um, who else? Uh, Gabe Davis, solid matchup this week. Nothing too amazing. Um, he might see a little bit more uh, of Okuda than Diggs. Um, you know, if, if Okuda decides not to travel. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the receiving core. Dawson Knox, like, you know, he's like a you know, mid tight end two, like, he's not somebody that I'm looking to start. He had two good games, but I'm only starting him if I'm really desperate at the position and there's not much else available on the waiver wire.
3: Yeah. Um, Dawson Knox, he's he's just kind of, you know, a plug and play where if you're stuck and you need someone to play, you know, you you can throw him in. If you, if you got Kyle Pitts and you'll throw somebody in just for upside in this matchup, it could be good. You know, Dawson Knox, I thought maybe he'd be doing better in this offense, but uh, they haven't featured him the way that he could be. And, um, yeah. So, so I, I think that he falls in that, you know, just if you want to just take a shot in the dark and see what the upside yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, it's a awesome good nice.
2: matchup. It's a good matchup. Um, so like, yeah, it's a good, it's a decent shot in the dark, especially given the fact that he's been coming on a little bit over the last couple of games. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not excited <laughs> to play no. him by any means. <laughs> um, I think that's it for the Bills offense on the Lions. Obviously, you studying Amara St. Brown. He's a, you know, top six, seven fantasy wide receiver this week. Um, Jamal Williams, you know DeAndre Swift. Like I don't want to start DeAndre Swift. Like he, you, he, he, you have to. He has to score a touchdown if, if he's going to do anything. You know, you can hope that he does something because it's Thanksgiving. But like, you know, a nationally not nationally televised game. But I, I'm really like not excited to start him at all. I'm looking for options to bench him. So yeah. Jamal Williams, though, you know, I would play him as a solid RB two this week. I have met RB seventeen for the week fine playing him even against the bills the bills have been up and down against the run this week i mean this year you know i'm not it's not never about the volume with jamal williams it's like who cares he's gonna give you like 17 carries for 62 yards and like four touchdowns like that could easily happen like yeah (laughs) it's not gonna happen this week but (laughs) no. you can score a touchdown or two and you know that's kind of why you're starting him so um that's really what it comes down to with jamal you know I'm not. I'm not expecting him to have a hundred yard game or anything like that. But it's really about the touchdowns. So it's really hard to bench him, right? He's like the Amari Cooper, you know, of running backs <laughs> this year, where it's like you can't take him out of your lineup yeah. uh, because he ends up having these big, big games.
3: Yeah. With this Lions backfield, you know, it could be J- Jamal Williams if they can keep it competitive. If it gets out of hand, you know, I don't want to be, you know, too excited about DeAndre Swift, nobody's excited about DeAndre Swift. But I don't want to blow. um too blow too out of proportion with what he could be. But if this goes into a negative game script, could we see more DeAndre Swift? I don't know. It's just it's no it's we hard to to Justin pro- Jackson.
2: Yeah, it's That's hard to problem. project
3: that because Justin Jackson has been playing over him. I want to say DeAndre Swift is going to get that work, but for some reason I, it seems like DeAndre Swift is healthy and he's just not getting the carries, which makes no sense. We've discussed this a lot, but maybe he does something. If you remember last year on Thanksgiving, all DeAndre Swift did for you was pick up two points and then get injured um hopefully that doesn't happen again this season but um i i I could see starting deandre swift if you're really desperate and that's where i am in the one league right now so i guess (laughs) i can relate to those deandre swift owners out there you don't want to start him but if you have nothing else you know he has i think he has a chance to to at least be a low-end rb2 if things fall the right way if this is a negative game script i think that he has that in him it just comes down to the usage and i think If they're not going to give him the ball in a competitive game, if it's a non-competitive game, maybe they'll get him more touches. You know, that's all you can really hope for. His his floor is still like you know two points, which is not good enough to start at all.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna not start him. I'm not gonna start him. (laughs) DeAndre Swift, you know, he did get some of the two-minute snaps last week, which is nice. Um, Which is weird. It was weird that Jamal Williams got some of that instead of Justin Jackson. But that's what it was looking like. So these roles are interchangeable here. You know, Justin Jackson, like, you know, if if you're Dan Campbell, it's like, you know, if, by the way, I don't think DeAndre Swift is healthy. That's why he's not playing. I don't think he's going to be healthy. No, not at all. How could he? Because if he was was healthy, he would be playing.
3: Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, I'm not a doctor, but I feel like at this point, he has to be at least closer to 100% than he was a couple of weeks ago when they got the same workload. Yeah, I would agree.
2: But like, it looks like he's not there. And even DeAndre, Swift Swift's not going to be there. Right? So it's possible that because of that they're just limiting him, right? And the f- and the fact is they won 3 in a row. So they didn't yeah. have to play him. And right. on top of that, Justin Jackson nine carries for 66 yards last week, one catch for 11. So you got 10 10 touches, 77 yards for Justin Jackson last week. <laughs> so it's yeah. like so he's well, efficient. <laughs> why why put DeAndre Swift at risk? Why do right? It? Right? He's our franchise running back.
3: Well, we think now. I don't know. They're not using him like one. I feel like if he was a franchise running back, they'd use. His I think it's much.
2: because he's not healthy. I really do. I, I don't think that this is a situation where they just don't think he's good. That would be. It's either they don't think he's good or he's he, he's not healthy. And I think he's not healthy because they, they've all come out and said that he's not healthy. So that's yeah. that's, that's where I'm leaning here. Um, so what else? So besides besides that, in the Lions, like I I don't want to start Jared Goff at all. You'll see where I have him. Or maybe not, because he might be outside my top twenty. Um and um yeah that's pretty much it. Oh uh yeah not never mind. I think that's it. I was gonna say Hawkinson.
3: Um yeah, Hawkinson no you want to talk you want know, to put Brock right in your lineup? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no I don't uh Giants and Cowboys um obviously start Saquon, you know you're starting, you know I think Darius Slayton is like a back end wide receiver three this week. Maybe more maybe actually I would say he's a flex fly I would say Darius Lane's upside flex play. That's what yeah. I, I don't even think I, would, I could put him in my top thirty-six. Um, you could play him. The matchup is okay. You know, it's nothing. You know, I, it's not a matchup that you, that you need to necessarily stay away from because he's going to move around a little bit outside of where Diggs defends on that left side of the offense. Like it's not, um, it's not shut down. So I wouldn't worry no. about that. Um, yeah, What else do we have here?
3: I think with this game, it's going to be a run-heavy game for the Giants. That's going to have to be the game script. Because the Cowboys players last week came out and said it themselves that they're best against the pass. And they have Saquon Barkley in the backfield. And that's why I kind of think, you know, we were that's talking about... That's
2: going to be the game plan going into the game. We'll see yeah. what happens in the second half, though.
3: <laughs> if that, that's the thing. So if, if Dallas can get ahead, which the offense has looked really good, I think they're averaging like 35 points a game since Stack came back. Um yeah. You know, they, they've looked good. The thing the Giants have to do is run the ball and keep Dallas from scoring and getting up early because that's been the formula for the Cowboys so far this season. And then that turns into not-so-good fantasy days for running backs. But if you're going to execute that game plan with anybody, it's going to be Saquon Barkley. And he should get those carries, and he should be effective because Dallas has been actually pretty bad against the run, even though the defense as a whole is good. Um, they're much better against the pass. So I think Saquon Barkley could have a big day. If they're going to keep it close, it's going to go through Saquon Barkley. So Darius Slayton, I think he has a little upside, but just the passing volume this whole season has been very low. Last week it went up. It was a spike, but it was because they're way down. I don't think that's going to happen again. Um, not two weeks in a row, at least, because this Giants defense is actually, you know, a little bit better than we give him credit for, maybe. So I think Darius Slayton, he could be a factor as long as it's close. If it gets out of hand, um, he's not gonna be much of a factor. Saquon Barkley, though, should be locked in 100 percent I can see him having a big game. And Daniel Jones. At quarterback, I'm not sure how much you're going to get him on the move. You know, you hope they do if you're the Giants um, and if you have him in fantasy. I think last last time he played against the Cowboys, he ran for 90 yards, so he could have a nice floor for you going in this week because he's yeah. played the he's played the Cowboys a lot and he's always been good with his legs against Dallas.
2: Yeah, I have him as my QB12 this week. Um, you know, I've had him ranked higher over the past couple of weeks, but I think he's solid. A, a solid start this week. You know, the guys I have behind him are uh Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, Mariota, Brissett, like guys like that. Right. So uh, I I think, you know, even though the matchup isn't amazing, I think like you said, because of the legs, you could potentially um, you know, put him in your lineup and be fine. Solid streamer this week. Yep. Um what else what else do we have in this game? Um on the Cowboys side, CeeDee Lamb, you're obviously starting him. Pollard, like you gotta keep starting him. Like you Mm -hmm. have to. Um at this point um, the 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 fact that Zeke came back last week, got some touches, got a couple of goal line carries, but then Pollard was still able to do his thing in the pass game as well, uh, going over 100 receiving yards on what was it, six catches. He's gonna be continuing to do his thing, man, and it's he's very hard to bench. I have him as my RB 10 for the week, uh, so I have yeah. him as an RB 1, um, and I think he's gonna he's gonna come through uh, because he's been yeah. coming through. And against the Giants, Giants have been a solid defense, but they are pretty leaky in the run game. Um, yeah. So it's possible that Tony Pollard can be efficient in this game. So yeah. I, I'm I'm perfectly fine keeping Pollard in your lineup. Hopefully you started him last week. I will continue to do so.
3: Yeah, I think both of the Cowboys running backs are startable. You know, if you have Zeke, I don't think there's any reason to worry too much about him. He doesn't have upside, obviously, but you're not, at this point, you're not playing him for the upside. He's going to have, you know, just a solid game for you each week. The Cowboys deliver him right to the goal line, you know. That's the way it's worked these past few weeks. He's been really solid. So you can start Elliott. You know, Pollard is obviously a, a strong start, I think, um, at this point. Dallas is leaning more towards giving him, like, an at least an even amount of carries compared to Ezekiel Elliott, um, where earlier the season that wasn't the case. Um, both running backs are startable. You can have them both in the lineup. Tony Pollard has the RB1 upside. Ezekiel Elliott's going to be an RB2 at best. You know, otherwise, I think he, he might finish as a low-end RB2, mid-RB2, um, if he scores those touchdowns. And Dak, you know, throwing a CD-lamb – If Dallas doesn't have to rely on the receivers, which they haven't been, you know, this season, at least since Dak has come back, they've relied on the ground game um, and throwing to the running backs. You know, maybe CeeDee Lamb has another quiet game. I'm not sure. Uh, We'll see how it goes. But Dak has just been efficient at this point, and that's all he's been asked to do. Uh, It could be a quieter game than some people think. Dallas also historically has been not so good on Thanksgiving these past few years. I think they're two and six um, in their last eight. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I think Tony Pollard's the best bet to produce on this Cowboys offense. You know, going I, into the and moving forward.
2: I have Zeke as my RB 31 on the week. So he, he's like a mid RB three right yeah. now. And I think that's what he's going to be going forward. Um, and you got to keep in mind that all these running backs are back now. So like you know, on a normal week where there would be four teams on bye, you might see him at like RB twenty or twenty one. But now that all these running backs are back, like I'm I'm playing a lot of these running backs over Zeke Elliott. Like I'm playing, I'm playing. Hear the you ready to hear the running backs I'm playing over him? Latavius Murray, Latavius Murray, Deontay Foreman, Michael Carter, Devin Singletary, Rashad White, Gus Edwards, Leonard Fournette, Cordell Patterson. Guys, I'm playing him over. Isaiah Pacheco, Najee Harris, James Robinson, DeAndre Swift. Is that all? Is that Make sense to you?
3: Yeah, I think that makes sense. I know yeah. what you're saying. I, I think that's fair. Would, would you start? Would you start Elijah Mitchell over him or not?
2: No, I wouldn't because I think no. at the end of the day, like CMC is going to get those goal line carries, and Elijah Mitchell might get some volume, but it might be empty calories, and he might end right. up getting you know at least Zeke has that upside of potentially getting it a touch getting a touchdown or two at the goal line.
3: nah yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah. Um, and I think Zeke, you know, it is more chances that Zeke catches like a pass or two than Elijah Mitchell, who's not even running any routes right now.
3: Yep. That makes sense.
2: Um, but yeah, and we'll get into the running back rankings in a minute and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of talk to you guys about, you know, where we have them and why, um, you're going to start Dalton Schultz as the top, top five, six tight end this week. Uh, pretty easily. If you have him. you're probably going to start him. Um, that's pretty much it. And Dak, you know, he's been killing it, man. He's been he's been doing his thing since he's been back. Um, I have Dak as the top seven quarterback this week. Let's right. See. I he's have been... him as top seven. I have him at QB seven.
3: Yeah. he's week. just been. A I think super... he's going to
2: continue to be solid.
3: He's just been a super safe start. You know, like there's no reason to 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 worry about him starting this week or moving forward as long as he's healthy. You know, this Cowboys offense is pretty stacked, and the offensive line is doing him plenty of favors. It looks much better than it did Week One. So I, I like Dak Muford. He's a QB1 every week. Um, I don't think the upsides there necessarily because he is a distributor. He's not going to be, and the Cowboys are you know more run first at this point, but he's been super efficient since he came back. So he's a QB1. 100%.
2: Uh, Daniel, p- appreciate you, man. Um, any word on the Rams quarterback this week in 12-team, two-quarterback leagues? Yeah, I mean, we haven't heard yet, right? Matthew Stafford's in the concussion protocol right now. We don't know if Wolford is going to start <laughs> the hope is that Wolford doesn't start because if you're in a two quarterback league, you would rather start who Who is their back? Who is their third string again? Bryce Perkins. Um, yeah, Bryce Perkins. So like, you know, Bryce Perkins is the quarterback. You can actually like, I felt way better starting him than than Wolford because oh, yeah. at least Perkins has the legs and he can run the ball, right? right? So like, that's that's the hope. Uh, I would just pick up. Like at the end of the day, I don't think Stafford's going to play this week. I, right? I don't and think I, he's going to either. I would just, I would just pick up Perkins. -hmm. End of the day, and then just just have him have him on deck.
3: There's no reason for the Rams to shove Matthew Stafford back in the lineup. This is a lost season. You know, (laughs) you want to hold out hope if you're a Rams fan, but there's it's a lost season. There's so many injuries. Even if Stafford does come back, I wouldn't. I'd be tempering expectations for his fantasy production. You know, he was having an all right game against the Saints, but without Cooper Cup, you know, I don't think that's going to go week to week. Um. You know that's gonna be not gonna be something that can be consistent. He actually looked good in his action, but at yeah. this point, I know we're not we're not gonna talk about shutting him down yet this season. But you know, another loss. There's and the what situation that he's in right now. There's no reason to put him back on the field and risk it again.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I 100 agree with that. Um, let's see. Okay, I'm 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 working on off my notes here, guys. I'm sorry. It's a little bit of a different type of podcast today. Uh, we're given Thanksgiving coming up, so. I think that's it, right, for the Cowboys. I think we hit all that. Um, yeah. Let's move to the Patriots and Vikings game real quick. So the Patriots, man. Ramondre Stevenson, I have him as an RB1 this week, if I'm not mistaken. I have him as my RB11 overall this week against Minnesota, and we talked about it before where, you know, the Rams aren't necessarily, you know, um, I'm sorry, the the uh, the Vikings aren't necessarily like a good matchup or anything like that, but he didn't have a good matchup last week either against the Jets, and he was still able to get it done through the air. He's going to be, you know, he gets peppered in the, in the pass game. He gets a bunch of targets coming out the backfield. So even if Damian Harris is a little bit involved getting some carries, Remanjo is going to have a very, very nice floor for you. So continue to yeah. start him. Um, you know, if that's what you're looking for. And I and I think that be, given the fact that the Patriots can move the ball through the air against this Minnesota defense, it is very possible that, you know, just like Zeke and Pollard, well, Zeke, Pollard, his second touchdown, did he? Second touchdown was on the ground, right? If I'm not mistaken.
3: Both of his touchdowns. So he had, yeah.
2: Both of them did? Okay, gotcha.
3: So, yeah. So both both Zeke had the the one touchdowns on the ground. Yeah. Zeke had two on the ground. Pollard had two two through the air. The one was a leak out, just a check down, and he took it for 30 yards. And then the 68 yard bomb down the sideline, which was apparently a play call at the line. So.
2: Oh, okay. There you go. So. Zeke the same way that Zeke ended up getting those two two touchdowns last week at the goal line. It's it's a very similar thing that can happen with with Ramondre this week, where they, they, they move the ball primarily through the air. Like I, I get it. Like you might think the Patriots don't have a lot of great options, but they have Jacoby. Devontae Parker is like maybe he might be healthy for a game here. <laughs> they have a couple other yeah. guys that they can pass the ball to. So um there could be some opportunities for him in the red zone. So I do like him this week, regardless of this being a tough matchup for running backs. Um, he's, he's like a, he's like a flex play in very deep leagues, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't overreact to the couple big plays that he had last week.
3: Yeah. Reminds Stevenson has been pretty matchup proof. I mean, his numbers, regardless of whether he scores a touchdown or not, or who he's playing against have been very startable and at least RB two. And he has the RB one upside. There's no reason not to start Stevenson moving forward. Even with, like you said, Damian Harris kind of coming on exploding on a couple runs on red zone. We talked about, um, earlier this week so Ramondre Stevenson I have no trouble starting him as an RB1 he's rest of the season RB1 definitely he has RB1 upside like he could get in he could sneak in the top 5 a few weeks if he catches a few passes and scores touchdowns yeah, I think he's definitely one of the best running backs for fantasy right now
2: uh, Hunter just asked in the chat hey guys I just got offered Kenneth Walker for CD Lamb full PPR no brainer right
3: is it no brainer I don't know it's do a no brainer for me I'm taking Kenneth Walker.
2: Yeah, I'm right. taking if, Kenneth Walker here, just because he's a running back. You know, he's a he's a yeah, RB one positional value. Yeah, here positional value that, that is so sense. much more important here. And you know, the Seahawks a good offense. Kenneth Walker's a good talent. He can get volume in any given game. He, he he started getting involved in the pass game a little bit. We might see a little bit of that more towards the end of the year. Yeah, I, I'm doing this. I love CD Lamb, but I'm taking Kenneth Walker here every time.
3: It might also help that if you know Dallas would sign Odell, that could hurt CD Lamb a little bit. So there
2: you go. There
3: you chance. go. So things seem and, to be, and that
2: wouldn't play. normally happen on any other team. Right. But Dak loves to spread it out. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, on the Patriots side, you have, that's really about it. Listen, I'll be honest with you. I think Mac Jones is a, a streamer this week. I ain't going to lie. I know it yeah, sounds the gross. The way the Vikings
3: defense is playing. Yeah.
2: I know it sounds gross, but I have Mac Jones, Mac Jones, I haven't my QB 21 this week. So maybe he's not – a. maybe I don't think he's as good of a streamer as I say he is because uh, it's like – do you really start him over guys like Mariota, Brissett, even Matt Ryan against Pittsburgh at home, Taylor Heineke, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers? Would you start him over any of those guys? No, probably not. I, I
3: don't think I would. <laughs> so It's like, funny. Yeah. I, guess,
2: Apparent- I guess he's a good start in two quarterback leagues. I'm starting yeah. him in my two quarterback leagues this week, and I feel like good about it because I'm never able to start him.
3: Um, yeah. It's funny but. because he's a good—he's you call it good enough streamer. I have your trade proposal here, uh, Mac Jones for Justin Herbert. Is you think he's that good a streamer for this week? Did I send that trade to you? <laughs> you sent that to me. Yes, I know it's probably what? a joke, but yeah, I have a Mac Jones oh, for Justin yes, Herbert yes. trade. Oh yeah. yes, I,
2: I did send that to you. You know why I sent that to you? Because I was testing out the trade deadline.
3: Oh, for real? Oh, okay, I think I, I sent that say. to you yesterday. I think. Yeah, it was yesterday, two days yeah, ago yeah. says, so something like that. But I, I yeah, laughed yeah, yeah. when I saw that. I was like, I know you were talking <laughs> that about. It wasn't a real trade. I'm
2: sorry. I I, I, nah, I forgot funny. to I I am th- pretty sure I withdrew it. Like I withdrew it. R- r- it right could away.
3: be. It's showing up in yeah. my chat. But yeah. I
2: was um I wanted to check because so I was like, all right, well, in sleeper, you know, like the last day of the trade deadline, it was actually Sunday. Oh, no, it was actually Monday. After like the even games. though week yeah. yeah, once the games were done on, on Tuesday, you could not make any trades. And I thought that okay, maybe week the week started like on Wednesday after waivers ran but I guess not with the week starts that Tuesday so yeah I couldn't make any trades unfortunately okay all right moving forward uh Viking side um Kirk Cousins you know you know this is a little bit of a tough matchup but they're at home I'm not really too worried about it you know I have Kirk as my QB 13 on the week right behind Daniel Jones you know it's a toss-up between those two guys I think the Patriots defense is a little bit vulnerable, like depending on the weapons, like he has Diggs, he has Hawkinson, you know, Dalvin cook, obviously you're starting him as well. I have him as a top 10 running back play as well this week. Um, I, I think, you know, even though the matchup doesn't seem amazing on paper, they're at home and the Vikings, you know, the, their, the offense couldn't get anything going against the Cowboys a few days ago. I think they can get right this week
3: against the Patriots. Right. The Patriots are a good defense, but one thing that, you know, the Vikings have going for them, and you can interpret this whatever way you want, if you get shellacked like the Vikings did on Sunday, to be able to turn around and just try to dispel that notion that the team sucks, you're able to do that four days later on Thanksgiving. Like, if you had to sit a whole week, that wouldn't sit well. You know, that would just be brewing. I I feel like to be able to turn around and just have an immediate chance to come back and answer that performance might be good for this Vikings offense, even though Patriots defense is pretty good. Uh, I mean, they just shut down the Jets. The Jets have playmakers, even though Brees Hall is out. Um, And Zach Wilson was having a rough day. But, you know, that's a conversation for another time. But, um, you know, I I wouldn't discount the fact that the Patriots defense is good. But I think the Vikings have a much better chance. Um, They're they're going to have a much better day than they did uh, against the Cowboys a few days ago.
2: I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, Hawkinson, you're starting him as a top 3, top 4 tight end this week. Um his usage over the past couple of weeks since they they traded for him has been amazing. So, yeah. keep starting him. He's an every week start. No no brainer. Yeah. Uh same thing with Stefan Diggs obviously and jo- and uh, I'm sorry, uh, Stefan Diggs we're talking about the Vikings
3: here. Um <laughs> again. That's um, yeah. Yeah. But um but TJ Hawkinson Bills, take notes. Use Nine Hines like that. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, listen, man. You I'm trade for a player, player you use them. Use them. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey
1: company. <sighs> Spring
0: is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.